Welcome to our second podcast episode from the UTM Wesley Foundation. I'm Danielle, the council chair here at Wesley. This week, we're having a conversation around personal and spiritual growth. Our host this week is Amanda Kreiss, featuring three students, Andrea Bolton, Krista Mergen, and Caden Neville. Their conversation around learning about ourselves and understanding who we are is a way to help us grow and learn to recognize God's grace. All right. Well, I'm really excited to be joined by three amazing Wesley students, Andrea, Krista, and Caden, for a conversation about growth, something that happens a lot in the college experience. So I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves, and Andrea, we'll start with you. All right. Well, my name is Andrea Bolton. I'm a K-5 elementary education major here, and I'm a senior. I'm from Cookville, Tennessee, which is actually where I'm doing my school now. And how I'm involved in Wesley, um, I was really involved my first few semesters there because I could actually be there. Now I kind of, technically I am the grow chair, but a little difficult being online, but still have some ideas and I still like to be involved in ways I can like tonight. Awesome. Yes, we're glad we can get you when we can. And it has been a very strange year for sure. Krista, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Krista Mergen. I am a K through 12 instrumental music education major, and I'm specifically studying flute. Um, I originally in Mayfield, Kentucky, which is about like 45 minutes away from Martin. Um, so it's not that bad. But um, in the Wesley, I am part of the Awakened Life small group. And I am back doing a little bit of stuff with Praise Band. Yes, and we enjoyed hearing your music this past weekend at our Halloween party. So thank you for that. And Caden, let us know who you are. Well, my name is Caden Neville. Uh, I'm currently a junior studying ag business at UT Martin. Um, I'm from Mount Juliet, which is like 15, 20 minutes right outside of Nashville. So it's about three hours, uh, from Martin, not, not 45 minutes, but not too bad. Um, uh, I'm currently blessed to be serving as the, uh, one of the facility managers, uh, at the Wesley Foundation. And I also get to be part of the small group led by the great Justin Price. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty cute. And we are so grateful for Caden and his partner, Allison, that take care of the Wesley because of their hard work. We have a space that we can still use even in these strange times, and they've made it feel like home. So we are very grateful for Caden and his partner, Allison. All right. Well, let's get started with some of these questions here. Um, Andrea, we're going to start with you. And I would love to hear, how have you grown as a person during your college experience? And and as you think about that growth, is there a catalyst that helped that growth? I'm going to answer the, first, the last part of that question first, because part of my growth came from joining the Wesley, actually, and learning my Enneagram number. Um, that was something Amanda introduced, I think, when I was a sophomore. And um, the Enneagram kind of like is personality tests and traits of sorts, and it kind of really goes deep into why you do the things you do. And that's kind of what really helped me realize like, oh, you need to do these things for the right reason and not the reason you're doing it. So for example, I'm a two, 
So I like to do everything for others and not myself. And I always mm. expect something in return. So mm. learning that about myself helped me to realize, oh, I need to actually like do this for the right reasons. I can't expect everything from everyone. And I also need to make sure I'm doing it because I want to and not just because I think I need to do it. So that was, mm. I think, probably one of my biggest changes just as I entered college to now is that I've really learned that about myself and um, just I feel like how to be a better person and a better friend because I that, I pride myself on being a good friend and I think being able to step back and be like hey just because you do this for them does not mean they have to do it in return but also it helped with like learning um, really good active listening skills I think as well. That's awesome that is awesome. Yeah, I had something kind of pretty similar to you where, um, where when I got to the Wesley Foundation, Amanda, of course, introduced me to the Enneagram. Um, and I was, a, I was a number three, but I had a wing tube. So um, just like you had to kind of relearn um, the process of, of doing things for people. Uh-oh. Just muted myself on there on accident. Sorry. Um, so did I. But I had to, I had to realize that um, the reasons I was doing it was because I wanted to be liked by other people. I was helping other people, just expecting, just trying to gain their approval. Um, and it took a long time for me to finally realize that um, I wasn't going to gain other people's approval by, by doing things for them. I was going to gain people's approval from just trying to be myself, being the best version of myself. Mm, amen. This is really, really funny. <laughs> okay. So like I've learned about or a lot about myself from the Enneagram as well. And that's been a huge catalyst for change as well. So Caden's a three wing two. I'm a four wing three. <laughs> so we've got two, three, and four here. <laughs> the whole heart triad. <laughs> yes. So whenever I like do stuff individually. And just to be like really creative, sometimes it's out of like trying to gain people's attention, even if it's just like subconsciously. And like knowing that has helped me be like, okay, I'm going to do this for me and not to gain anybody else's approval. Mm. Wow. This is real. I mean, we're, we just dove in deep. First question and we are there. This is awesome. I'm loving what you guys are sharing. Thank you guys so much for your honesty and vulnerability with that. It's so helpful when we can know ourselves in this way. And I, I do just want to put a shout out out there because Andrea did organize us in Enneagram groups last semester and it was rocking until COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and even after COVID, the groups met over Zoom. So I just... I'm going to throw that back to Andre and say thank you again for the work you did with that because I do think a lot of us really grew and and benefited from having that experience. So uh, I, I definitely grew from it and like it, it was such an amazing like the Enneagram I feel like is such an amazing thing like I like you learn so much about yourself and other people like since I finally mm -hmm. I finally like you know I feel like I got in a good comfortable place with myself I was able to branch out and learn about all the other numbers so it's kind of been fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope when everything gets back to normal. Do what? Uh, sorry, I feel like I cut you off there. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say that I hope when everything gets goes back to normal, we're able to do those again, because I, I don't know, I, I've had these thoughts all my life, and I never really realized that um, 
I never really, until we started categorizing them into, into numbers like the Enneagram does, I never realized that other people, um, A, really thought differently than I did, and B, thought the same that I did. So when we were able to get in those groups where I met other people that were, that were threes, it helped me, it helped me realize that I wasn't going to be alone on the journey of, of, uh, of exactly what I was feeling and thinking. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, that's kind of a good bridge to, oh, sorry, say that again. I said Kaden was actually in my group. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's a good bridge to how do we remember to be open to growth? And Krista, I want you to lead us on this one. Well, like learning and kind of teaching yourself to be open to growth is way easier said than done. Like at first, whenever I'm tying this back to the Enneagram, but like whenever I was first learning about my number, I was like, ouch, that hurts. And then the more I read about it and the more I learned my tendencies, I was like, okay, this is all right. And I'm just doing the best that I can. And like learning about the other numbers and like learning their shortcomings as I'm learning my shortcomings makes me realize some, or it made me realize something about humanity. Nobody is perfect. And there's always more room to learn and ultimately grow. Mm-hmm. And whenever we feel shame and whenever we make mistakes that's completely normal and even healthy at times because like if we strive for absolute perfection we get into this endless rabbit hole of just just like essentially tormenting ourselves Mm -hmm. and ultimately life growth and healing is not linear. So it's not like you're only going up or you're only going down. You're going to have times where you're like, yeah, I'm really, really growing and just come what may, I'm ready to grow as a person. But other times you're just like, oh, I like where I am and I just want to be right now. And Mm. Both are necessary parts of the growing process. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That what you just said was really wise, but it was also almost a a gut punch, especially when you were talking about shame. And and Amanda knows this because, well, it actually had happened the past few days. Whenever I, whenever I feel shame, I almost, I almost go into a state of just like shutting down where I try to distance myself from, from who or why I'm feeling shameful. That way it doesn't have to seem real. And, and I'm slowly working towards trying to realize that, that like you said, shame isn't always going to be a completely negative thing. Um, a lot of times it can be an area for growth. Um, when you recognize, uh, why you're feeling that shame and, and why, um, and why the the reason is yeah, yeah. I don't know just you put light on it it becomes <laughs> no those are great <laughs> words thank you Kaden for sharing that because and and the truth is when you put the light on it it's not really as vicious as you thought it was right? exactly yeah yeah I, I I put this image on it myself that that um 
that this individual or this situation that I'm, that it's just horrible, that it's absolutely atrocious. But when I take a step back and I look at it, I realize this is just a small thing. It's not the end of the world. It's not going to really truly hurt anybody. I can, I can step back and it'll be completely okay. So, mm. Yes. Something I actually learned in one of my education courses, which I have now applied to myself in terms of like growth is that they taught us, you know, if, a, if you're having issues with a student or whatever, you you don't want to make them feel bad. So you always ask them, what can we do better next time? Instead of focusing on like the mistake. And so I love that. And then I started applying it to myself. Like if I make a mistake, it's not like about harping on like the mistake that happened or re like you want to reflect on it. Yes. But you don't need to punish yourself for it. Like it's already happened. So just asking myself, what can I do better next time? Or what can I change? I feel like has really helped me in the like still being able to grow without like, but, and still acknowledging like what happened, but not punishing myself for it. Yes, that is a really great just mantra to take away. What can I do better next time? That's really helpful. Thank you so much for that. I understand, Andrea, as a fellow ed major, like basically whenever I find myself like being hard on myself, I'm like, okay, would you say these words to any of your future students? Ah. And that's like, really helped me put it into perspective and be like, hey, this is a learning opportunity, not just for life in general, but also for the applied field that I'm going into. Definitely. I agree 100%. Like, I always have to remember like, oh, yeah, if I wouldn't talk to my students like that, I shouldn't talk to myself like that either. Amen. Y'all are preaching now. This is good. <laughs> And I think with this work that you guys all are obviously doing, and, and please just let me tell you, as somebody who's well past her college experience, I was not this self-aware <laughs> when I was your age. So I just, I applaud you and I'm grateful for the ways that you guys show up so honestly. And I think this work that you're doing, it leads to a sense of humility, which does help you to grow and change and transform and be just stronger people. And, and I think it makes you able to look at a situation when maybe you were wrong about something. And instead of like kicking yourself for that time of being wrong, using that to say, what can I do better? So that's what, that's the last question I'll throw out there. And Caden, I'm going to have you pick it up first. Tell us about a time when you were wrong and what did you learn from that? Well, there's been a whole lot of times where I've been wrong and I'm sure, sure a lot of other people can say the same, but um, mm -hmm. I had to go with just uh, what I immediately thought of when I read the question. And that was, that was probably going to be last semester, or I guess it was a year ago now, uh, when I first started getting to work um, as the facility manager for the Wesley Foundation. Um, and I had, I had built, I had built myself up or tried to at least um, as as someone that could that could try to do it all, um, who could do school, um, try and get straight A's, try and work at the Wesley Foundation. Uh, at the time, I was also working uh, in town uh, at a restaurant as a bouncer, um, and I was working working late hours in the night and getting up and then working landscaping all throughout the day, and then also trying to do school and uh, trying to work at the Wesley Foundation for what for as well and um, it took me it took me multiple weeks of of telling myself oh no everybody everybody can do this anybody can do this all you got to do is just work harder work harder um, and it took forever for me to finally 
sit down and realize, and took Amanda um, telling me what was going on, uh, that I definitely was was not capable of doing it. But the thing was, is that nobody would have been really capable of mm -hmm. doing it. It was, it mm -hmm. was impossible. The, the standards that I was trying to hold myself, but nobody else was holding me to. Um, I just, I finally had to take one step back. Oh, I had to take multiple step backs and just look at the big picture and say, okay, uh, what matters to me? What do I want to prioritize? Um, and in the end that came down to school and the Wesley Foundation and my relationships, um, both with my friends and family and, and, and with Christ as well. Uh, and after I, after I was able to sit down and look at that and realize what was important, um, it just made life a whole lot easier. And it, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's still, it's still a struggle. I mean, I got up this morning and worked all day and came down to sit here. Um, but I don't feel nearly as pressured to meet standards that are just unrealistic uh, for anybody. So. Mm. Such yeah. a good word. I understand that. I also have a tough time saying no. Mm. It was worse um, whenever I began college because I was like, yeah, college, I could do everything. I can do my classes. I can do all of these ensembles. I can do, it's like, I can go to the Wesley every week. Sadly, that didn't happen because of like some days being concert days and some days just having a um, hard time and like just in general, I was easily getting burnt out. And then like a few semesters ago, I was like, yeah, I've got to say no to some stuff. And mm -hmm. it hurt at first, but then I was like, okay, now I have more time to like fill myself up before I can pour myself out into others. And that's just really helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like, um, Kaden, how you mentioned, like, you know, Amanda had to sit down with you. Because I, I think, like, especially for, since we're all in the heart triad, like, I think anyone does it, especially in this triad, we have a hard time actually, like, talking to ourselves and admitting it. Like, we're very much, like, someone else kind of needs to call us out. Which, so it's, I feel like that's good, like, in terms of we do want friends who hold us accountable but also helping us realize like, hey, we still need to be accountable for ourselves. And I like how you said like, you had to realize it too. Like, no one can make you realize it. Like we, you know, you can put those ideas in someone's head, but you can't make them believe it. Mm. I kind of like yeah. how you just mentioned that. And we talked about shame earlier. I was, I was setting all these, these unrealistic expectations and, but I wasn't, I wasn't meeting any of them for, I mean, for a few months, I wasn't meeting any of them. So when I wouldn't meet them, I would, I would feel horrible. I would feel so shameful that I, that I couldn't do it. And uh, like you said, it just took finally uh, uh, me realizing um, and believing Amanda that, that it just wasn't going to be possible and that I needed to, I need to prioritize. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you speak the truth, Andrea. I, I also am an Enneagram too. So I'm right there with you guys in this triad and have had to have people bring me to Jesus a few times <laughs> and say the same words. And um, it's been, it's been a growth experience. Yeah. So thank you all for sharing those places. 
where that's happened for you. Because I think when people do share these stories, honestly, it does give others the courage to take a look in the mirror and say, you know, like, it's not so scary to admit that I'm a human and <laughs> I can't do everything. And maybe this picture I've painted isn't realistic or even healthy for me, right? Because um, there's no joy in a life where you're constantly feeling like you're not enough. Um, yeah. So thank you all for that witness and, and just your testimonies. Do y'all have any other words for folks as we start to wrap this conversation up? Stay strong out there. I know that we're in a different state of, of normalcy, um, but I think that right now the most important thing is, is relationships. Be sure the people around you and that yourself are, are strong. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a good word. And, and we can wrap it up there because um, I think that this, this conversation is an example of why it's so important to remain in community and to invest in your relationships, especially in a season when it's just harder to do, um, because it's these relationships that help us to grow and help us to remember that we are loved, right? And um, that, you know, we're enough. So keep that in mind. And thank you again for being examples of growth and lights in this wilderness time. I appreciate all three of you. And we'll talk to y'all again soon. If you're interested in growing more with these topics, our panelists recommend Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. You can also check out The Road Back to You by Ian Crone and Suzanne Stabile, or watch the movie Rudy, where the hero learns exactly who he was is exactly what they needed. We're praying for all of you as you head into finals. And as Thanksgiving approaches, we're reminded of all we have to be thankful for in this strange season. We'll see you in two weeks with our serve episode. Until then, it's a great day to be a Skyhawk.